The Athen Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athen's personal views. Welcome to the Athen Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athen. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. Athen, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? I would tell my 20-year-old self that people are inherently not selfish, that people are inherently, in their essence, good, and that the only thing that stops them from growing is a lack of understanding, but that starts with understanding themselves emotionally, and then, as they understand, they grow a stronger trust in understanding, so they can use that to, you know, also start understanding reality and becoming more responsible. That's what I would tell him, and say that this understanding is merely a paradigm, It is what people find their safety in. And for most people, it's just their day-to-day life of what works. And what works for most people is not understanding because it's being discouraged in society. But if you can find a way to channel it through that, you can change the world. That's what I would tell him. Humidus says, I think you made me a bad boyfriend. After listening to you, I see things in greater perspective. I no longer give a shit about her silly problems. But Humudu, I'm going to tell you something really powerful, by the way. Because one of the most important things, right, in life, at least from my perspective, with my perspective, is to understand people. And understanding people does not mean you care about their silly problems. Understanding people means you understand why they have silly problems to begin with and why do you see them silly and they do not. So basically, if I have a girlfriend, right, and she has certain silly problems, I don't perceive them as silly problems. I see them as, what is it that I'm missing that disables me from understanding why she behaves the way she behaves. And that path on itself is maybe not one that is leading to personal actualization, but it allows you to spread your awareness and communicate in a better way with other people. So even though she might have silly problems relative to a wider perspective, understanding why she does that, and more so the ability to actually speak to her in a way that she understands that or gives her perspective does not only help you create environments and situations where people are more growth compatible, but also puts you into a situation where you have a bigger impact and have an easier life. So even though your girlfriend might have silly problems, when you just perceive it that way, it's because you're trapped inside your own world, just like she's trapped in her world, and it's with cognitive empathy and understanding why she behaves and has these silly problems that you can actually create a bridge of communication through communication which would improve your relationship. So the reason why you became a bad boyfriend is not because of the real talk, but it's rather because of the point of where you are evolutionary-wise, where you have grown beyond these problems, but still yet not even above that, so you can gain even more perspective even into the way you look at the world. How much do you let people drag you down before you move on? Nevenfeld. I would say don't let people drag you down. Try to see that in a way that is uplifting because that's what I do. It's like same with Humudu saying like, yeah, I'm a bad boyfriend. My girlfriend has silly problems. If you see the world as merely your ability to understand and your lack of understanding leads to everything that happens in the world, good and bad, then you can reframe what is dragging you down in a way that is doing the opposite because you can learn from it. 
the situation you're in that is dragging you down can help you grow when you understand it and can help you take action. Cool music says not to really intellectual people don't look for outside validation or approval from others. They have firm grasp of what's their reality. But that's the thing, like, it's not really the case. Because you're talking about your reality, right? Even that is already... To me, it's not about my reality. For me, being truly intellectual, right? It is has this strong honesty with reality. And therefore, it's not about your reality. It's not about your beliefs. It's not even about your reason or your emotions. It's about what is. And what is is something that just happens. But at the same time, your ability to understand what is and your ability to recognize patterns within what is brings about your ability to gain control or solve problems. And that's what I call true intelligence, to put it that way. And that really requires a very strong honesty towards what drives you and a strong honesty towards seeing reality for what it is, which includes me knowing that my own brain and my own perception has bias to it. And this bias requires you to be skeptical towards your own beliefs and your own ideas and thoughts. And that is something that on itself is already something that so many intellectual people don't have. They don't even have the ability to be able to course correct their bias because When they emotionally need something, there is nothing that can satisfy it except their intuitive craving to it. While when you have emotional needs, understanding them and being emotionally intelligent allows you to give all this intellectual framework such a stronger place because it's so much more aligned with reality and what you are. And that is something that I rarely see. So it is connected also with emotional intelligence. Nolan 14 says, could you elaborate a bit more in how you go about seeing what the emotion is behind what someone is saying and how to address this properly in a way where you can help them. That has a lot to do with emotional intelligence, basically. The way I go about it is I just have a very strong intuitive understanding on how people work, but I always question it because I always tell myself maybe my idea is wrong, but most of the time I'm just spot on because I have a lot of experience in dealing with people. And it's just about why does a person do what he does and put it in a framework that makes the most sense. So if someone comes to you, like let's say, for example, um, someone here comes and says, I want to leave, then that on itself is already lack of emotional intelligence on his side and not being truly honest. Because if you want to leave, right, then even if you have the emotion of leaving, you talk about it, you think about it, you try to come to an understanding why that's there and you speak about it before you make a decision, right? Because it's an important decision. So just the act of coming and saying, I want to leave straight up, shows very little understanding of one's true drives because it's just a feeling that then gets backwards rationalized but never gets tackled and discussed. And that's also the thing, like I see it with several people. They just, from one moment to another, just end up leaving without even understanding why they do it. And just like, yeah, I feel like leaving. Like, but why? So when someone comes and starts rationalizing and giving reasons, all these reasons are basically just created based on the feeling like I don't feel so good here and I want to leave and that's it. There is no part in it that try to understand it. And as a result, since you feel on a certain level that leaving makes not so much sense, you have to strengthen your beliefs to even be able to confront the situation of leaving. I've had it with several people in the past months. And what I do is just show understanding. I show understanding, I explain like I understand. But what I understand is that All their reasoning and all their reasons they're giving are not the reasons at all. They just do it because they emotionally don't feel like this is the place. 
because they have expectations or an inner critic or doesn't feel like they can just be who they are. Since they don't have this honesty of just expressing that, they start creating these ideas and thoughts to cope with the dissonance of not being honest. But the dishonesty comes from a lack of understanding of their own emotions. And you might say, like, but how do you know this? It's because that's what makes sense. If I would want to leave, there would be a very strong reason for it. That makes a lot of sense. And even if I would consider I would immediately discuss it. I would discuss it with people. I would try to understand if it's the best thing to do or whatever. But if you're just completely emotionally controlled and it's what emotionally drives you without understanding what it is, you just become very inconsistent and unreliable. And that's the thing, like, reality always catches up. And that's what people do when they are very experience-driven. They just go to life with experience and it's reality that shapes their emotional framework And then they backwards rationalize, but it's a very ineffective way of going through life. It's much better to use your understanding to direct your emotional needs in a way that is more aligned with reality. So you get more what you want, right? But a lot of people don't have this order because they don't have this intellectual honesty or this connection between their more rational part of the brain and the more emotional part of the brain. And that is exactly why you have this disconnect. And when people speak, it's very easy for me to resonate with their emotional needs because I'm very clear-minded and I put myself in their position. I really absorb their perspective, but it goes even more advanced because that's what I used in the past and I always used my understanding and reason to pinpoint certain flaws and stuff. But now my behavior is even more advanced because I don't have this skeptical or this rational thinking anymore when I listen to people that are emotionally driven because rationality and skepticism they are irrelevant anyway because the person is just being emotional and the only reason why i was doing that in the past because i knew this already since i was really young is because i give people benefit of the doubt and what i realize is i give people so much the benefit of the doubt it's insane i really look at the world and i really look at people like they know what they're doing but it's not true most people have absolutely no clue and it's that awareness and that relationship that allows me to just understand people's real motives Because if things don't make any sense, I just know it's because their emotions want something else. And it's very easy to figure it out because I just can very much measure their awareness. But what I did in the past and what I'm doing less and less is upgrade people's awareness. Because I thought that treating them based on upgraded awareness inspires them to grow even more. But what works even more for people that are more emotionally driven is just show understanding and let life and experience derive their growth. But it's really fascinating though how that works. Take on Life says, you talked about emotional needs and I'm using my friends for belonging, but the reason why I care about that is because I thought it would help me grow, but how do I know if I actually need more acceptance? If I think I will be fine without needing a group of friends to give me a sense of belonging, does that mean I should not worry about and aim more towards impact now? How do I know when I have overcome this stage? Honesty? Experience? I know that change can be fearful because you're used to just settle for what works. But it is change that drives progress. And if you invite it and you embrace it rather than fear it, you will only benefit from it. It's same with failure. People are afraid of failure and don't dare to ever take action or try something out of fear of failure. But it's not the fear of failure. It's not failure itself that is disabling you. It is the fear of it. And it is exactly that that is turning you into someone that fails. How funny or how crazy it might sound. It is the fear of failure that brings you to fail rather than failure itself. Because if you embrace failure, you are bound to become a winner. That's how life works. If I would have given up 
on my failures rather than embrace them and learn and keep going, or if I wouldn't have taken action because of my fear of failure, I wouldn't have been where I am now at all. And that is the same for everybody. And of course, if other people really care what other people say, you can be surrounded by so many people saying you will fail, you will fail. So what? Then fail and pick it up, stand back up and be stronger. Embrace failure. So when you say like you're afraid of change or whatever, what's the worst thing? So yeah, what I realized is that like I realized it already quite a bit, but I didn't even know how present it was even in this environment. And when I grew up in my life is a lot of people, most people are very much driven by their emotions, right? That's normal. I mean, like even me, I'm driven by my emotions, but the way it works is my emotions fully trust and submit to understanding. And as a result, even my emotional intuitive gut reaction is to follow my understanding whenever I'm in a situation where I don't really know what to do. It can also be channeled through ego or it can be channeled through all these different things. But what I realize is that the way it works is that What it gives me in return when things work out or whatever is this confidence, this masculine energy or whatever you want to call it that gives me the ability to be more charismatic, to be more confident, to really speak with authority. And what I realize is that for a lot of people, it is in this tribal mechanic and setting, it is this authority, this charismatic coming across that gives people the input to know like, oh, I can trust this person or I can follow this person or whatever. And as a result, it's more about how you come across than what you actually have to say or what you achieved. And that is really baffling for me to realize that this is quite a dominant aspect and that it is something that really guides a lot of people into even following me. Like a lot of people that watch the stream and such, the things that mostly attracts you and makes you gravitate and even sometimes even makes you gravitate to come over here is this masculine energy that I exhibit throughout the stream and this confidence, but at the same time also the lack in you of that masculine energy. And the reason and the understanding or what I say or whatever is merely like the package. While for me, when I go through life, it's the other way around. I listen to what people say and it's what they say. It's the structure, it's the consistency, it's the rhetoric that makes me value what they say and doubt myself more so than how they say it. If they come and they start being very pompous or very strong in their way of coming across, I perceive it more as a sign of weakness because they need to make up for the consistency or the content of what they say. And that really makes me realize how many people, just people that have a lot of following and stuff, like the reason why they follow them, the reason why they look up to these people is rarely because of what they have to say. It's mainly because they have their own little personal uh, preferences and uh, they have like this switchboard and it's really like, oh, if this tribe leader has this good uh, resonance with my own switchboard, with my own frequency, I'll just submit because he knows obviously how to get what I need. And by just submitting to this person, I will get what I need. And at the end of the day, this is merely tribal mechanics. And I'm so baffled that it just works like that. And I even see it in here. And what I also realized for a lot of people, a lot of people look at me for different reasons. There's some people that look at me because they want a girlfriend. And go like, oh, Athena has a girlfriend. It's easy. I look up to me. He knows how to get them honeys. There's other guys that are like, oh, for me, it's money. The guy knows how to make money. That's why he looks up to me. Another guy is like, oh, yeah, intellectually. The guy knows how to make arguments. That is why I'm looking up to him. Because it's things that make you doubt yourself because you don't have it. And what it does is it reduces your masculinity. The crazy thing is it's the masculinity bar that is making you more or less gravitate to me rather than the actual needs that are the ones where your masculine energy gets channeled through. 
which is very fascinating because I would think that what I get attracted to is to directly achieve my needs, right? I see someone's needs, I concretize it, I understand my emotions and I go for it. But no, because people don't understand their emotions, the only thing they can go off is the masculinity rather than the actual content. So when someone talks to me, he can be masculine as hell. I don't care so much about that at all. I just listen to what he has to say because I manage to really put all my emotions into words and explain them to myself. So whenever there is a need that I have on an emotional level, I just understand what it is and I can achieve it through my understanding. And that's where I get my confidence. That's where I get my charisma. That's where I get everything. Masculinity, the best way of generating it is true understanding. It really gives you almost this field of being untouchable. Of course, like people can also achieve this masculinity by working out through meditation, through certain, you know, music, really like pump music, watching a movie that really makes you feel like, yeah, Rocky, for example, whatever. But it doesn't last. It just comes and then it fades away again. But the thing is, like, if you have a way of constantly generating this masculinity by getting this feedback loop that what you generated from works... For example, if you get it from music and you're really, you know, a rock band, you get really that masculinity from being a rock band. Or if you work out and you compete as a, this guy muscle, strong muscle, and you get a lot of money, you get a lot of success, a lot of girls or whatever, like you can feed this masculinity. But at the end of the day, the superior, the one that is on the top is understanding. Because understanding allows us to literally build computers, to cure cancer, to go to space. You can work out all you want. You can listen to music all you want. It's not going to cure your cancer. Of course, it can help, but it won't help you to go to the moon, for example. You can work out all you want and you can listen to all the music you want. It won't help you to go to the moon. Maybe it can inspire you to get into science and stuff. But at the end of the day, if you get your masculinity from understanding, it is really something that is extremely effective and extremely powerful. And what I realize is that most people that come over here are not coming because of my insights at all. They're just coming over because they go like, yeah, this guy is masculine. I want some of that. It's really because I'm a father figure. And even though I'm saying like, you guys can become your own father in a sense. The father is in you. Everybody that is watching the stream, you can be your own father figure by just channeling this masculinity. The best way I would say is through understanding or you can just go and work out and basically do it in a more physical sense, right? Where you just work out and increase your testosterone. But it's just so fascinating how these dynamics really define who we look up to, how we go through life. And we're so in this reactionary kind of mindset that we're not aware that it's merely these evolutionary mechanics that are driving and steering us into what we like, into what we do and what we aim for. And I even see it in here when some people come over here because they lack a girlfriend, right? There's quite some people that come over here because they really want a girlfriend. It's fascinating. It's almost crazy that I'm saying it because it's so hard for me to identify it, but I see it. And then when they get a certain amount of masculinity because they get to work on projects and stuff, but more so because they get some attention from an ex or whatever, they just crawl back. And I've seen it with several people here that left because of a girl. And the crazy thing is that it's truly the worst thing you can do. If you give up your integrity because of a girl, you lose your masculinity and the girl is not attracted to you anymore. I really see it so many times. While being here truly doesn't mean that you cannot provide for a girl yourself. It doesn't mean that you need to go outside your way to go and get a girlfriend. Finding someone that really matches you and rather enables you and enhances you can help you so much more than just compromising into the person you are. 
because of a girl. And it's so fascinating that I see it. And then you have people here really, yeah, I have these insights, this and that, and blah, 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 blah. And then when there's a girl in the picture, it's suddenly like, poof, there's nothing left. And it's because it's all defined by their masculine energy. It's so fascinating. It's because their masculinity does not get channeled to pure understanding. It gets channeled through their needs, which they're not even aware of. And if they really want a girl, then a girl can really truly have control over their masculinity, which really is something that you can either realize through experience or maybe understanding if you value it, won't end up well because attraction dynamics is defined by these tribal evolutionary dynamics, which require this masculine energy getting channeled through a way that also fulfills the needs of your partner or whatever. And if a partner is attracted to you because of your masculinity but you gain your masculinity because you want to be successful with girls or whatever, then you really fall into a trap when the girl does not strengthen you, makes you doubt, you suddenly your masculinity drops like crazy and the attraction goes away and you switch the roles. You become more feminine because your masculinity is gone and then you try to submit to the girl and that's the last thing the girl wants. And it's so fascinating that it just works like that. That's it. Most of you guys just look at me because of my masculine energy. I was always thinking it's because of what I say, but obviously that is not the case. Of course, for some people that are more intellectual, right, it can a little bit make you gravitate towards them, but it's mainly the masculine energy. And I'll tell you guys something. How do we fix this? You become a man. You get the masculinity from yourself, but it depends from person to person. It depends on what you need. You can increase your masculinity depending on what you need and providing for what you need in a way that really is channeled through yourself and you're really aware of these dynamics. For example, you feel like you're not worth it enough? Work out, get these muscles, look at your body, say like, whoa, I look good, I'm working for that. Increases your masculinity like crazy. If it is girls, I don't like that so much. You shouldn't get your masculinity out of girls or whatever because it's really like a trap, but you could get into RSD, I guess. I would say it's more about inner game though really realizing that a girl comes naturally. It's provided for automatically because when you are just being yourself, truly yourself, it will come naturally. You don't need a girl, you just need yourself and a girl will come naturally. Like this confidence, making it come from yourself because the moment you channel it through something else, you lose control and you submit, you become more feminine. On the other hand, if you have control, you become more independent, more masculine. Man, that biology works like that. I find that fascinating. And it just increases and reduces your hormones, depending on how masculine you are, how... But man, when you're aware of this, you have the process under control. I have the process under... I can't even imagine myself losing my masculinity, because I understand how it works. It's just perma-toggled on, because I understand that doubt reduces my masculinity, increases my femininity, makes me from independent to dependence, but I know that I hold all the answers anyway. So it's my understanding that allows me to always gain that masculinity. Understanding this relationship with my understanding and my masculinity, to put it that way, I really think that is a very powerful way. Of course, when your understanding and masculinity doesn't work, you tend to doubt yourself. But even then, when it's about emotional situations or whatever, using your masculinity and channeling it through your emotional understanding is the most powerful way of showing understanding and acceptance to people. I'm telling you guys, almost everybody that is watching the stream, you guys are literally just scratching the surface of what I'm telling you guys. So many people are merely attracted to my act and to the way I come across. But man, the content of what I say, if you understood that, it would benefit you so much. It's literally telling you where to find it in yourself. It's giving you the map. There it is. Walk the path. 
But you don't do it because you're constantly just attracted to the way I come across, to the way I express myself towards my charisma. But I keep talking you guys how to find it in yourself so you don't even look up to me anymore. You are your own source of inspiration. You get your masculinity out of yourself. Isn't that the best gift I can give you guys? More so than just following this tribal leader. I turn you into a leader myself. Don't you want to become a leader? With all the benefits. Of course, also the price, which is being responsible and standing for what you believe. But not even being afraid of that. Standing up and looking it in the eyes and go like, yeah, I take the challenge. I go through life. I know who I am. I know what I stand for. Isn't that more important than just following this guy telling you all this stuff that you don't even understand most of the time? Just figuring it out yourself? Understanding can make you guys so powerful. It's insane. It can create this framework, this foundation. And understanding does not mean logic robot. It means understanding yourself. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live. And follow the real Athene on Snapchat.